Hello there. This is God's will, Azumika. Me, a thought to challenge your normal. You see, rather than take life at face value, I believe you could live much better if you paint your decisions on careful, analytical thoughts. So welcome to the Thinker's Table. This is the Now Think Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Wow, we are back again with another gist episode it's opinionated people yeah i guess i like the opinionated series so much that i'm doing it back to back at this point but guess what i did promise that we'll come back with a serious episode but while we had it might as well get some gist in okay now naomi sent me something beautiful apparently mo and that is at mochivius posted a tweet on twitter that has gone completely off the rails. Now, personally, when I saw this tweet, I thought it was completely shady. But before we get into my opinion, let's talk about what is happening. Apparently, Mo tweeted, Sure, Gen Z know how to use the apps, but millennials own the apps. End quote. For those who don't know what is happening, this simple quote led to a barrage of threads and posts and the ultimate battle between the Gen Zs and the millennials. So first of all, just before I get into my opinion, let's discuss who are the Gen Zs and who are the millennials. So for those that don't know, the millennials are children who were born from the year 1981 to the year 1996. And then the Gen Z are those born from the year 1997 to 2012. This is according to a site called Mental Floss. But we're just going to work with that definition for the time being. Now, I absolutely love this whole banter between the generations. One of the best things I love about this banter is that it's so colorful and funny. However, personally, I do think this is something that we have always experienced. Because I'm yet to find one child that will tell me that their parents or the generation of their parents perfectly understands the way they feel and the way they communicate and the way they live. I, I don't know what it is, but I feel like it's just life. We are always going to have the battle of the generations, right? And for me, this is even more epic because I remember something that caught my attention while I was in secondary school. So I went to a boarding school and I realized that with every year that passed, the older students would always complain how when they leave the school, everything would go to rubbish and everything would break down and nothing would work again because all the people that knew how to hold offices and manage the school and make sure things were running were leaving. And apparently, the next generation will make a wreck of all that they had built. Now, while I was the younger generation, I felt slighted. I was like, come on, we know what we're doing at the very least. We learned enough from you to know how to handle these things when you're gone. But what was even more hilarious is when I became that senior who was about to leave the school, I absolutely felt the same way about the junior students. There's no hate here, people. There's no hate. So let's all calm down first. Let's all calm down first. And let's talk about the beautiful and the not so beautiful things about the generations now before we go too far into this i think i should identify myself 
I'm not necessarily going to say how old I am, but I am a millennial. It is fair to say that I am very close to being in the Gen Z generation. So I'm like somewhere around the borderline. So even though I'm not a Gen Z person, I am a millennial that has quite a clearer view of what the Generation Z people are like and what they are feeling and the things that they battle with. So permit me to make myself the self-acclaimed referee. Don't hate. So let's move on. First off, I think one of the things we have to understand that differentiates both generations is the impact of the internet on either side. Now, remember, for those of us that were born in the 90s, we're the last set of children that actually went outside to play, you know, played with the sand. And this was not because we were forced to or because we wanted to get some physical exercise. I'm doing air quotes here. No, we really, that was the only entertainment available to us. (laughs) We had to make do with our imagination almost all the time. However, people that are being born, especially in the latter part of the Generation Z, They happen to have been born into a very media-intensified system. This was during the television bloom. Um, Cartoons were all over the place. And they didn't spend so much time in that season. And boom, the internet landed. So, while most of us in the millennial generation happen to experience internet after secondary school or at the very least, while we were in our senior years of the secondary school, the Generation Z people were experiencing the internet at their primary school level. Now, this might seem very flimsy, but you have to realize that we're talking about the impact the internet had on a teenager as opposed to a child. From what we've learned from the studies done on social media, we know that the effect of social media on the mental capacity of a child is beyond ridiculous, right? And so many documentaries have been made on this. So many claims have been made about how it is addictive and how people should be worried and how people should limit the way children use it. But the fact is, this has created a massive rift in ideologies in systems of being and these things tend to show up in social interactions and i think this is where the differences come between both generations however i believe that it is also the reason why these generations have done so well for themselves in the matters that they excel in so that said one of the first differences i want to point out is the approach to culture and society As a millennial, we were born into a very dogmatic, structured society where we're told this is how things have to be done. Not necessarily this is why things have to be done that way. We're just told this is what you're supposed to do and this is how you survive. Now, especially in Africa, this is a thing. Like many of us know that we ought to go to school. We have no idea why we had to go to school. Um... We were told that you have to get a job, you have to know what you want to be and all these wonderful, wonderful things that people do in their lives till date. But nobody's asking why, because we are born to a society that doesn't know why. Now, I I don't want to assume what has happened before my time, but I can say categorically that one of the things that changed my life is when I started asking why, because I realized fundamentally that the society around me was pursuing goals and values that they had no reasoning behind. Hence, whenever you challenged an idea or you challenged a culture or a behavior or a system, 
you were faced with a very violent feedback because it was coming from a place that did not understand why they were holding on to such values, cultures, or religion, or systems. Now, most millennials form the bridge between the baby boomers and the Generation Z because through the millennials, we started finding expression, asking questions, asking why. And we gave way to the Generation Z who are now kind of on a hyper level of that and would just not take anything you tell them. Literally, you cannot tell a Generation Z um, youngster something and they will not ask you why. And I think that is such a beautiful thing. It shows that we are making progress as humanity. Because when we don't know why, we almost always abuse the system or the value, no matter how good it may seem. For instance, when it comes to relationships, I've heard this so many times and it appalls me that so many people want to get married. So many people want to be in relationships and have no idea why they want to be there. If you ask them, they give you some generic answer, companionship or I don't know. I don't know the reasons these days. However, when you really question them, I post to them the idea that what is it that you can get in a relationship that you cannot get in a friendship? They are almost tongue-tied. But you see, because the millennials have been fed with this ideology that you just have to get married at some point, you just have to give birth to children at some point, it then happens that they go into these situations and these systems with no idea of why, so they are not prepared, and hence, they have no idea of what they are doing. Considering the fact that the millennials started asking questions, what happened is when they were now in these systems and found out that it does not work for them, they started opting out. And that's, we can link directly to the fact that divorce rates are up because we have a lot of people doing these systems on religions of getting married. I don't know why they were there in the first place. And the moment they start thinking about it, they're like, they want out. Now, the difference with the Gen Z is that we started asking questions later in life. The Gen Z grew up asking questions. And unfortunately, because we still don't have the answers to these questions, they tend to mock systems that worked for certain reasons. Now, I believe that every system has its flaw and some systems more than others, to be fair. However, the system of questioning everything and not giving specific definition to anything has brought us to a place in society where nobody knows what's happening. Nobody is sure of anything. We can't hold on to any definitions because apparently somebody might be triggered or somebody might be too sensitive about it. We have done the thing of overprotecting ourselves that our own protection has become our disease. Now, there's this thing I learned from microbiology. And what we did learn is that although there are so many microorganisms and viruses out there to kill you, and could kill you, protecting yourself from all of them, which is maintaining a sterile environment, would do the same thing to you. So apparently, you need to expose yourself to just a level of microorganism to gain immunity. It's, it's a matter of exposure, right? It depends on how much you expose yourself to it. If you don't expose yourself enough, then you'll go sick because some of it is good for your health. But if you expose yourself to it too much, then, you know, you go sick again. And it's kind of like the coronavirus, right? The, that's the, the idea behind the mask. The mask doesn't protect you completely from the coronavirus, but it reduces the amount you have been exposed to. Then your body can fight it little by little. But if there was a way to make you sterile, you are still not safe because then even the tiniest little sickness will take you out. And I think that's the, where the sharp rift between the Generation Z and Millennials occur.
while the millennials are trying to balance out what we were told from our parents and what we see around the world and what our exposure has taught us. The Gen Z wants to just get rid of all old traditions and customs, which does have its place. But then what happens is when we protect ourselves from all the negativity, we are left with something that is still bad and could still wreck society as we know it. Now, with all of this said, it's clear that either the millennials or the Generation Z has their strengths and their weaknesses. There are things that they do right that would really be good for society. And there are things that they do wrong that are that is holding us back from the level of development that we should have achieved as humanity. So the question then is, how can we collaborate? How can we bring our strengths together in a sense that helps the world truly become a better place? And here are the thoughts I have. First off, going back to Mo's tweet, she said, sure, the Generation Z know how to use the applications, but the millennials own the applications. And I thought that's very interesting because in those two things she mentioned lies the strength of each generation. And I'll explain. The Generation Z know how to use the app. Trust me, it is one thing to build it, but it is another thing to harness it. It's kind of like the millennials discovered where the oil is in the ground and the Generation Z discovered how to use it to make power and make cars run. The Generation Z have the ability and the creativity and the space to be expressive and bring out the colors that are hidden behind the curtain of this drab regimented world that the baby boomers has given to us millennials. However, because of the generation gap, the Generation Z will not be able to communicate that effectively to the people who are in power, which are the baby boomers. They need us, the millennials, to communicate or to play bridge because we know how to speak to the baby boomers. They raised us. And also, we know how to speak to the Generation Z because the system they are in currently, we built it. Do you see that? So, we have a very interesting position as millennials to play bridge, to play connector, to play middleman. And I think that's phenomenal. Most political leaders in the world are all baby boomers, right? We can speak to them, millennials. And the Generation Z have enough space between these people to think independently and think creatively and think out of the box to create the solutions that the millennials don't have the the training or the space to do. The second thing I want to point out is that millennials have access to money right now. I remember coming across a tweet where he said, if you're a millennial, that you are entering into the highest years of your earnings. Anywhere from 25 to 40 to 45, an average human being is working effectively 40 to 50 hours a week or running a business, putting all that strength in the work and gaining a lot of capital to raise their families, to go on vacations and all that. The Generation Z are in their teenage age and still finding themselves most of the time. So while they have access to new ideas, they do not have access to capital and funds. If the millennials who have the access to capital, who have the access to structure, who have the access to systems and organizations are able to come and partner with Generation Z ideas and minds and creativity, they will be able to create new ideas and fund those ideas to a place where they are able to make the world a better place. To be sincere, this is the same reason why the apps existed in the first place. Because as great as Mark Zuckerberg was, it took some older person 
who had access to a lot of money to invest in him to make Facebook what it was and what it is today. The same with every new idea that has ever got off the ground. It takes investors. It takes people that are older, people that have been here before, people that have built enough wealth and capital to say, I believe in this new idea and invest in it. So one of the best ways I can think of that we can bring both generations together to create really impactful change in the world is by understanding that we have two critical roles. One, to think out of the box and second, to fund that kind of thinking. The final thing I would like to say about this partnership between Generation Z and Millennials is that it has to be respectful. I remember speaking with a professor of mine and he said something. He said, no generation has ever believed that the coming generation knows what they are doing. And I think it is it speaks to why the world is still where it is today. We are always skeptical of new ideas. However, if we were respectful to each other, we would be able to create a continuity stream so that development grows instead of having this choppy start and stop situation. We can build momentum over generation and generation and end up with something that the generation alpha and whatever generation that comes after will be grateful that we did. No generation is better than another generation. That's just fact. Why? Because there are terrible people in every generation. The fact that there are still people that believe Hitler was right in this current century, it should tell us that there are crazy people in every generation. And that's just what it is. And there are also great people in every generation. I don't know what the world would be if we had not had the, the Martin Luther King Juniors, the Miles Monroe, the Paul the Apostle, all these guys in their own time, using what resources they had available to them, invested so much wisdom and knowledge and time that we still benefit from today. It takes nothing to be your best where you are, but it takes a lot to invest not only in where you are at the moment, but in the future. And it, it demands of each and every one of us to partner rather than fight ourselves. So, now that I've said a lot of English, that is all I have to say for now. But guess what? I believe so much in Naomi that we'll have something else to talk about very soon. But till then, keep on thinking, keep on believing, keep on working your best. Because listen, the world is a better place with you in it. That's all we have for today. Remember, you don't have to agree with everything I say. You just need to think about it and I'm sure you will come to the best conclusions. Do hit me up with questions, suggestions, and <laughs> compliments. Yep, I like those too. Please subscribe to my channel and follow me on all social media for more stuff. This is the Now Thing Podcast. We've got to it. It's your